everyone, and welcome to Midnight Ghost Stories. I'm your host, Latasha Molidor, and I will be sharing with you my personal ghost stories and stories I've heard from my family members, friends, and other sources. The music featured in tonight's episode is by Midnight Syndicate. It's used with permission. To hear more spooky music, you can visit their website at midnightsyndicate.com. You can get their music on Spotify and YouTube, and follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I hope you enjoy. Tonight on episode two, I'll be telling you about the experiences my family and I had when we moved from a haunted duplex into a house my mom bought a few years later, only to find out that this house was also haunted, or was it our family? Sometime in 1997, my mom bought a house. Me, my mom, and my little sister, we were staying in a hotel, which was paid for by the homeowner for a couple of weeks just until the house was ready to move into. And then when that couple of weeks went by, my mom got the call that the house was ready to move in. And the day that we were leaving the hotel, I remember my mom getting a phone call from the police and the alarm company saying that the house alarm had been triggered. She let them know that we hadn't been to the house yet because we hadn't moved in, but they were able to get the alarm turned off and we got to the house late that night. But they were able to determine that there was no break-in and no one in the house. So at that point, we thought maybe it was just a faulty system. But we weren't really sure because we hadn't we hadn't gotten there to check it out yet. So when we did get there, my mom did check out the house before letting us in with her. Um, everything was clear, so she went ahead and let us go in and look around. We were going to sleep overnight on pallets until the next day when we could bring in our beds and furniture and all the rest of our stuff. It was a nice house, um, but the backyard was a little bit creepy to me. So it kind of looked like woods. It was it was a very wooded area. There was a, a ditch that was right in between our neighborhood and the neighborhood behind us. And when I went into my room, there was a huge window, so I opened the blinds, and there was this huge tree that was right in front of my window and it had like huge banana leaves or something on it but from my view looking out this window especially at night it looked like I was looking into a cornfield so it was really creepy and I went ahead and just closed the blinds I decided I was just gonna wait until daylight so I could see what it looked like out there because it just it was just really scary at night and just this first night was already off to a creepy start in this house just because of that So the next morning, we had our family and friends help us move in. And at this time, while everybody was working hard, me and my little sister were running around, probably getting on everybody's nerves because we were in the way. But we were actually running in and out of those two patio doors because we thought that was pretty cool. I hadn't seen anything like that 
a patio door from, from a bedroom like that. And I remember the way my mom set up her bedroom. She had her bed set up in between the patio door and her bedroom door with a headboard up against the wall. And then on the other side, she had her dresser and her armoire. And her armoire, this is the same one from episode one. So if you haven't listened to that episode, check that one out first. Um, after we moved in, got settled, uh, unpacked everything, we went to bed. And then the next morning, we woke up and I had gone into my mom's room and she had changed her room around. She moved her armoire and she put it in front of the patio door. I wasn't really questioning it at that time. I was just like, oh man, she moved it. But I never asked her why she did that because I just didn't think anything of it. I just knew, you know, me and my little sister weren't going to be able to run around and chase each other like we did that first day that we moved in because the door was blocked. It wasn't until years later she finally told us why she had moved it. So at this time, it was just our family hanging around, talking about ghost stories and creepy things that had happened to us in our houses and things like that, like we normally do. And she, you know, I asked her, I said, remember when we stayed in that house and you moved your armoir in front of your patio door, why did you move it? And she said she kept waking up because the alarm was going off. And I do remember that second night that we slept there the alarm kept going off and she just, she just went ahead and just disarmed the whole thing because it was freaking us out that it was going off like every couple of minutes. And sometimes it would just go off for no reason. But at the the first night, um, that this happened when she got up and noticed the alarm was going off, her patio door in her bedroom was also open each time. She would lock the door, close it, and it just kept opening. And it would open by itself. So when she was waking up to the alarm, her door was open. And so she moved her armoire and put it in front of the door to keep it closed. And it stayed that way until we moved out at least three to four years later. Uh, She never moved it. And in the bathroom that was next to me and my sister's room... It had an orange light switch with like the orange light in it. This house was kind of dated just a little bit because I haven't seen those light switches like that in a long time. And it was a really bright light. You could see it from the living room. And I was home by myself one night and I was watching TV like I always did with my little palette in front of the TV. And I saw that orange light from the corner of my eye and I... I looked over and I got up and I closed the bathroom door. There's just something about looking into a dark room from a distance that was kind of scaring me a little bit, especially since I was home alone. But as I continued watching TV, I saw the orange light again out of the corner of my eye. So I didn't think anything of it. I just got up again, shut the door, kept trying to get back to my TV show or whatever I was watching. And I was so into it that I didn't pay attention to the fact that I had gotten up several times to close the same door. Finally, once I realized it, I just thought to myself, I know I've gotten up more than once to close that door. What is going on? So this last time, I ran over to the door, shut it really quick, 
and I went back in the living room, but I couldn't even concentrate on my show anymore at that point because I was so scared. So I just kept looking at the door and it didn't open again. And I kept watching it. I turned on the lights. Um, and I just, I didn't want to be by myself anymore. So I don't remember telling anybody about it when they came home because I didn't think that anyone would believe me. It, you know, they probably thought it would have been my imagination or something like that. So I just kind of kept it to myself for a little while before I told anybody. And another incident that I remember, I had actually gone to Six Flags this day. I was gone. And my oldest sister was at our house. She would bring her baby over sometimes and she would stay a couple of nights with us and hang out. And I remember this one particular day she had been there with her son. I'm not sure where everybody else was, but I went to Six Flags and then I came home very late this day. And my friend and her parents dropped me off. And when we pulled up, I didn't see any cars in the driveway. I didn't see my mom's car, my sister's car. So I didn't think anyone was home. But I walked up to the door and the screen door was shut, but the front door was open. So immediately my initial thought was not what it should have been like somebody could be in the house. For me, it was, oh, somebody must have went to the corner store and they didn't shut the door all the way or something, something stupid like that. I mean, I was a kid. Now that I'm thinking about it, I probably should have flagged down my friend to get her parents to come and check out the house, call the police, something, try to figure out where everybody was. Cell phones weren't big yet, so it wasn't like we could just pick up a cell phone and call. So I just started calling out to see if anybody was inside. Nobody said anything. I didn't hear anyone. But the TV was on, several lights were on, dining room light, living room light. So that's why my initial thought was somebody just ran somewhere real quick and they were going to come right back. So I walked around the house, checked all the rooms. I didn't see or hear anything. And I went ahead once again, made my little pallet. And I decided to just wait and see if anybody came home in a few minutes because, you know, I didn't know how long they had been gone or what was going on. I ended up falling asleep and then I woke up a few hours later to my mom and my older sister and her baby walking in the front door. So I just let them know, like, you know, I came home and the screen door was shut, but the front door was open, but there were lights on, TV was on. Where was everybody? Then my sister told us what happened. She was at our house with her baby. He was maybe one or two years old. She was feeding him in the dining room. Um, She had him on top of the dining room table. And she heard the front door open and then shut like somebody walked in. So she thought it was our mom. So she started talking to her. And when she didn't get a response, she turned around and she saw the front door was wide open and nobody was there. So once again, she heard somebody walk through the front door, open it, shut it. But when she turned around, the door was open and nobody was there. She immediately got scared. She picked up her son and she got in her car and she left. She went to a friend's house. Our mom usually got home around the same time every night. So my sister basically stayed gone until about the time that my mom usually comes home. Um, So she had gotten home and she just waited in her car in the driveway until she saw my mom pull up. And they came in together um, because she didn't want to come home until she knew my mom would be home. 
I was kind of scared and upset at that point because I was like, oh my gosh, I just walked into this house after that happened. Anything could have happened to me. Somebody could have been in here um, and and nobody was here. And I, I just walked in like a dum-dum and just came in the house and went to sleep. Like anything could have happened. So that to me was um, just really scary thought, especially now thinking back to, I mean, anything could have happened. I just walked into a house that was open like that, especially knowing that we had issues with the alarm system in the beginning. Um, you never know what could have happened at that point. I do want to point out that I had a Ouija board that my mom bought and my older sister and I had played with it in that house several times and I couldn't really tell if anything really happened when we played my sister may have been moving the planchette I know I didn't because I wanted to see if it really worked but I do feel like it was a conduit for the paranormal experiences we had in that house so I don't recommend anyone play with one if you do or you just don't think it's real just follow the rules say hello say goodbye be careful that's just my opinion. Um, I won't touch one, and I haven't since then. And I'm not even sure what happened to the Ouija board. I think we sold it in a garage sale, so sorry to whoever bought it. But I do think that it um, can invite unwanted spirits into your home and into your personal space, which is something I don't want to deal with. And my mom, she can be a skeptic sometimes. It's either that or she just doesn't want to talk about it much. But even she admits that there was bad energy in that house. And what I do know is whatever it was did not like closed doors. That's it for episode two of Midnight Ghost Stories. If you have a story to share, please send an email to midnightghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. It will be read on the show or send in a voice recording to be played on an episode. Also be sure to follow us on Facebook at Midnight Ghost Stories and Instagram at Midnight Ghost Stories Podcast. And subscribe and download on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and Anchor. The music featured in tonight's episode is by Midnight Syndicate. It's used with permission. You can get their music on Spotify and YouTube and follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Their music is really cool and fun. They have a huge selection of music to choose from and tons of other merch. So to see what all they have available, visit their website at midnightsyndicate.com. Tune in next week for another episode of True Creepy Ghost Stories.